Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode 120 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. My next guest is Madeira Beckham. Madeira's been a student of self-improvement for 30 years, so you know we have a lot to talk about. Now, she has had a lot of experience in psychodynamic therapy and also imago therapy. Um, She completed her master's thesis in cognitive styles and depression, and she's done extensive research in the field of mind-body connection and neuroscience, but her passion project is the Sober Savvy Tribe, which we're going to talk about today. She created this to help women who are bothered by their drinking and are just looking for help in being more aware and more mindful about alcohol. Sounds good to me, but find out what being a part of the Sober Savvy Tribe can mean for you in this interview. Hi, Madeira. It is so nice to meet you. Hi, thank you. Nice to meet you too. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining me. I found you through Style Blueprint, which Uh I love getting that email always. It's so good. So I'm glad that you were you were in there. And um, your your website is the Sober Savvy Tribe, which I was immediately interested in. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the Sober Savvy Tribe and how it got started. Sure. Um, Sober Savvy Tribe is an online program for women, and it's for women who are bothered by their drinking. They're not necessarily, you know, alcoholic, need to go to treatment, but just are bothered by their drinking, and they want a safe place to come and learn more about alcohol and share with other women. So when you come into the 21 day program you'll have 21 days of emails and you'll be connected with a group of women who are a lot like you and it's like a community that you can talk to them every day i like that a lot uh i've I've been on your website and i thought it was really good for for many reasons but we'll talk about some of them so I read an article recently that said that alcohol sales and ice cream sales went up something like 700%, which I think is insane. So I know I kind of started drinking more over COVID. And I think, I mean, I went from when I first started out, I was drinking a couple days, working out six days a week. Uh And at the end of COVID, I was drinking six days a week, working out two days a week. So (laughs) I'm turning it back around. So it's, it's always so interesting to me that, you know, we were kind of stuck in our homes. um, And, and I think people just, I don't know if they were bored, but there was a lot more drinking going on. Have you found this to be a problem for people? Yes. I mean, just about every woman I talked to says they drank more during the pandemic and, you know, Whenever people are under stress, they drink more. I mean, that's just, you know, a common thing. And, you know, I think the people's home life was changed with kids being home from school and mom and mom and or dad working out of the home and everything changed. And that causes a lot of stress, too, because moms are not used to having their kids at home all the time. And then, you know, the isolation I mean, isolation causes stress. So, you know, a lot of it is like, I just don't know what to do. And 
people increase drinking. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you're, you're maybe you, like you said, you don't know what to do. And, and I don't know, I think people sometimes are uncomfortable with a void (laughs) Yes, and we're not used to it because every we're, we're used to go, go, go. And all of a sudden sort of the world stopped and we have this void and you're like, Oh my God, Oh my goodness. I can't have a void. So you try to fill it. Yes. Filling it, you know, most of the time we're not filling it with great things. We're filling it with, well, ice cream and alcohol, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which neither one of them probably are bad alone, you know, in moderation, but a lot like up 700%, that's a whole lot. So how do you know, like, I know a lot of women and, and men too wonder if they have a drinking problem. And you talk about people, whether they're bothered or not, which I think that's a really fair way to say it. So what are some indications that you might have a drinking problem? Yeah. And the first thing that occurs to me is just the definition of a drinking problem. I think, um, you know, we've always thought of alcohol kind of in two categories, either you can handle your alcohol or you're an alcoholic and you need to go to treatment. And now we know there's a gray area. We know that alcohol use is defined on a spectrum. And there are a lot of people in that gray area who aren't necessarily, you know, they're not dependent on alcohol, but they're bothered by it. And it, you know, they're just, you know, they think about it a lot and they feel like maybe they'd be happier without it, or at least if they cut down and they were more mindful of their drinking, you know? Uh, that's really interesting. I, I I haven't heard that before. So the gray area, you know, I think a lot that makes sense because, you know, if you have a a, a big problem, mm-hmm. uh, everyone around you, it's hard to hide that. Right. <laughs> if you are bothered by it and it's not affecting your life, right? You kind of know it is. You know, then maybe that's you're in the gray area where you're sort of like could I be better without it? Could I be healthier without it? Would I be making better decisions without it? Uh, And I like that, that about your website where you talk about, it may be that you don't want to be a teetotaler. You know, I I don't really want to be like, I enjoy a glass of red wine or, you know, and a drink at dinner. Um, So I don't want to quit completely altogether, but I also don't want to drink six days a week. Right. 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 I think that puts me in the gray area, doesn't it? (laughs) And you know, the program is, you can do whatever you want. If you want to quit, you can. And if you just want to cut down and learn to be more mindful, you can. I think one good thing about this is um, it kind of takes the shame out of using, you know, thinking you have a problem. Okay. You know, everything in our program is just very, there's no shame, no judgment, no labels. We're just all kind of talking about where we are with it. And I like that part of it, that it's judgment free and you're not slapped with a label. Right. Negative. Yeah. Right. Because it is, you know, I mean... I don't know. I think so many people, when you, when you do something a lot, you think other people do it a lot, but when you get down to it, you know, uh, it's not necessarily true. So I don't know what the average, um, amount of people that drink, but I know that there's a lot of people in America all over the world, really. Well, not all over the world, but in America, at least that do drink more than they want to. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's such a kind of a stigma 
if you quit drinking, everybody wants to know why. And they oh think, my oh my gosh, something terrible must have happened to you. And, um, you know, I've been alcohol free for a long time and nothing terrible happened to me. I'm just happier not drinking. Right. And, um, you know, it's, if someone decides, well, I just don't want to drink, or maybe like I'm going out and I don't want to have a drink tonight. You know, you can just say, I'm, this is, this is what I want to do and be okay. So I would really love to raise that awareness that there is kind of a health concern and there's a middle, you know, that it's not horrible. If you quit, that doesn't mean something terrible happened. Well, isn't that true? Uh, I, I know personally, you know, I have, I have friends that would think it's a problem if they go on a date and he doesn't drink, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you know, but, but at the same time, when you are trying to not drink and you go out to dinner, I've read an article that said you should, you know, to make it easier, you could say, oh, it makes me sick, which actually it really does kind of for me. Like if I have more than two drinks, I'm, I'm sick. So I know not to do that. Right. Uh, but, but it, isn't it better if we're just honest and just yeah. say, you know, it's so freeing just to say, no, I don't want it. Right. And, you know, that's what I've always done. Um, I just, you know, people can kind of imagine a lot of things about you if you don't drink. But if you just go into the situation and you're relaxed and you feel confident about it and, um you're happy and having fun and joking and you know, you're yeah. fine. It's all about your attitude going into a situation. And if anybody ever asks, it's amazing how few people ask, why are you not drinking? But when they do, um, I just say, you know, I don't drink. I'm just happy you're not drinking. I'm just a happier person. And then they're seeing me as a happy person. So yeah, they're like, oh, and maybe they wish that they were that way too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to people that are afraid that they will be considered no fun if they stop drinking? Because that is sort of, I mean, that's the message we get, right? I know. I know. That is such a great question. It really is. And I think a lot of it is the message we get. Like, you know, we're celebrating, we need to drink. If something bad happens, you should drink, you know. But when people have been drinking a long time and it's, you know, becoming more of a problem or, you know, you're bothered more by it. One thing that's happened through time is you forgot what you used to do where you really were having fun, you know, right. like when we were children, we didn't drink and we really had fun. We had natural fun, you know, and I think when, if you do quit alcohol or lessen it, you do need to start to connect with those activities that you like to do that you that are really fun for you. And if you're having fun, nobody else is going to think you're not fun. You right. Know? They're, they're not questioning that. Right. Right. Um, OK, so you talk about neural connections to drink. Mm -hmm. And I'm very interested in that. I, I'm fascinated with the brain and mm -hmm. what it causes and all of the ways that we can work with our brain. And, you know, because we, we control our brain, right? We don't, we, our brain doesn't control us unless we just are on autopilot. Right. That is what I try to push in. <laughs> I, I'm a pusher in, in my podcast is that we control what we do, right? And, right, and right. if we just leave it to our brain to say, we want to do this, I mean, we, you know, it can, it can mess with us. So what are, that, tell, tell us about the neural connections to drinking. Is that why it's so addictive? Yes, definitely. 
And um, mainly we're wired, you know, when you drink alcohol, it causes euphoria, it causes pleasure. And there are chemicals that are produced in your body that are pleasure chemicals, like the same ones when you go out and exercise. But our bodies like to keep homeostasis um, balance, you know, and so our body will create these other chemicals that are stress hormones and stress chemicals that bring us back down. So that's just kind of interesting that happens in our body when we drink alcohol. And then another thing is, you know, the, I love the neuropsychology and the wiring, you know, and how we're wired. Right. When you drink for a long time, you associate, you have an association in your brain with alcohol causes pleasure you know, or it gets rid of stress. And so that connection, the more and longer you drink, it's very, very powerful. Wow. So that if you're feeling stressed, you're going to remember that that neural pathway has been, you know, is going to make you, okay, I'm going to have a drink and it's very overpowering. Yes. And so one of the things we learn is how to talk to ourselves and kind of change that wiring in our brains. Well, because it is so powerful. Uh, I mean, just, I can think about times where I, um, you know, when I'm, if I'm very stressed, it's, it is, it's like, you think about it. Uh, it, it, I'm like, oh, that would just kind of take the edge off. Yes. Probably not a good thing, right? <laughs> I should be well, able to take the edge off in another way. And yeah. And, you know, you know, there's been the question, why do you have an edge to begin with? You know, it's how you handle stress, you know, and yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Maybe there's a, uh, to look at another way. And I, I, what I have started doing is to connect exercise. So mm -hmm. if I get stressed, I, I, I connect exercise and breathing. So I, I'll do a breathing exercise and it, it helps every time. Yeah. Um, and then another another avenue that I use to uh, to de-stress rather than alcohol is I think about what is going on right now, and I know that what is going on right now is going to work out okay. Like I'm okay. Yeah. What is gonna you know everything that's happening is happening for me, not to me, and it's going to end up fine. And it always does. Yes, it does. And, and so we that, have these fears that are wired in our brains, you know, that it's not, I have to do something about it. Right. But you're exactly right. When you tell different stories to yourself that are more true, you know, this will pass. Um, I'm going to get through this. I'm strong enough. Definitely. I have what it takes on the inside to get through this. Yeah. So that's something that people could do is, and I, I think, I think people should get on your 21 day program if they do are bothered by their drinking. And, and I want to stress that it's not about not drinking at all because right. a lot of times people won't join a program because they're like, well, they're going to make me not drink. It isn't about that. It's about um, getting with other people and recognizing that it's okay. It, there's nothing wrong as long as there's nothing wrong with you and it's not affecting your life to have a drink or two. I mean, every, even, even like Dr. Hyman, who I love, it says that a glass of red wine can be good for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now if you drink to excess, obviously it starts affecting what you eat because I've noticed in the past, if I overdrink, I overeat. I, 
I have a lot of control until I um, have a drink or two. And then I'm like, oh, give me those fries. <laughs> I know. When I used to drink, it made me more hungry. <laughs> yeah, it would. I, I mean, I would, I'd go into it not hungry at all and then end up, I'm like, why am I eating these fries? You know? I know. And, and your inhibitions that usually say, well, I don't need those fries go out the window. Right. <laughs> I have to have those fries right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So, so that's another way is, uh, it, it, it can help you with your, with your weight loss. I mean, honestly, <laughs> not drinking can help you with that. So, all right. So then how I, we talked a little bit about the communicating to people. Cause I think that if we can make it easy when you go out to dinner with friends, you know, to say, I'm not going to drink, um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you can be talked into it though. You know, it's like, yeah. and I think a lot of times it's because you don't want to disappoint people. Mm -hmm. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, I think the main thing from everyone I've talked to and, and from my own experience is you're, you're thinking the other person thinks something's wrong with you because you're not drinking because that's how our culture looks at it. You it's know, bad. I mean, that I really is a sad thing. <laughs> and we do care about what other people think about us. And we don't want to think they're imagining these things about us that aren't true. So that's one way we give in. And in the Sober Savvy Tribe, we all talk about how are ways that you can prepare yourself before you go out to that dinner um, get your mind centered, you know, have a plan, you know, mocktails are so much more um, prevalent now in I restaurants. Yes, yeah. they are. and there are so many good mocktails and they now, look explain like for everyone what a mocktail is. <laughs> yeah, it is a non-alcoholic drink. Yeah. And there are all these com companies that create non-alcoholic beverages. Now you can get non-alcoholic wine, non-alcoholic vodka, um, bourbon, whatever, you know, you like. And some of the restaurants are starting to serve these too. And I know when I go out to dinner, I always order like something in a really pretty glass. Like I say, bring it in a wine glass and, you know, I'll make up my own concoction of a mocktail and it'll look like a drink, you know, and sometimes yeah. people don't even hear you ordering and they see your pretty drink, you know, and it just looks like, like you well, I want one of those. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have one of these and put alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you want it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So your 21 day program, it, it allows for that. It allows for, for drinking. It doesn't, you know, it yes. just talks about being more mindful about your drinking, which I, I really like that approach. Have you found that to be easier than <laughs> people having to quit altogether? Oh, absolutely. It's, all the women who come into my program, they're just kind of in shock at first. They're like, really, I can drink and nobody's going to get mad at me. And, you know, because what we're trying to do is take the shame and the judgment out of it. So um, most of the women who do my program are still drinking or they'll like try to quit and then they can't make it. But that's the point. And they'll come back and talk about what happened or you know, what were they thinking when they drank again, when they didn't want to? And that's the whole point of it is to have people to talk about um, your drinking behavior and, you know, kind of pinpoint what's a problem and what's not. And how can I, you know, if you want to moderate, you can moderate. And if you just like being alcohol free better, which a lot of people do, yeah. you can go that direction too. Yeah. I think, um, you said something earlier and we've talked about it a little bit about 
people thinking that there is a problem if you're not drinking. And Mm -hmm. I find that that is a societal um, norm that Mm -hmm. is so backwards. Yes. (laughs) Because isn't it normal for us to be happy and healthy and vibrant without alcohol? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's almost, it should be the other way around. Exactly. And it, and it is. Alcohol is the only drug that people and, you know, almost expect, you know, if you quit smoking, good for you, you know, um, nobody asks you why, (laughs) you know, right. Everybody knows exactly. You you quit a heroin nobody's gonna ask you why you know that's right but um alcohol it's like why why did you quit (laughs) alcohol because you know alcohol is a part of our culture our parents did it our grandparents did it you know it's gone back in time and I think that there is kind of a movement now that is looking at that and saying you know it's not healthy for everybody it's not And, and and it's not just that small population of alcoholics it's you know some people in the gray area really it you know it harms them and it harms their lives and you know I hope that our culture will change and you know change the way they think about alcohol and that's what you're doing with your your 21 day program right you're you're trying to affect change and not in a harsh judgmental way I love that you're you say you're taking the shame out of it because it's true I mean you have shame either way right it's almost right. like you can't win you have shame if you don't drink and then you have shame if you do drink but mm-hmm. the way I look at it is I if I feel shameful for my own myself I'd rather mm-hmm. disappoint someone else than disappoint myself so if I consider if I tell myself okay I'm not going to drink tonight Mm -hmm. and then I do then I'm disappointing myself right exactly and I I I just think there's there's certain ways you can look look at it and whatever works for you I'm always about trying to make sure whatever works for you so uh, but I, I also think that support you know like if you have family support or friend friends that support you, how important is having support in um, the effect, I mean, like stopping or even curbing drinking? Yeah, support is so important. It's critical. And um, the best part of my 21-day program is the support you get from other women. So it's okay if you come into my program and you don't have support at home or with, you know, family members who aren't at home or good friends, because you will have support in the program from other women and we all bounce back and forth ideas of how you know to kind of be ourselves around family members who don't support us so we definitely address that because you can't make people support you but i think that's what's so good about always having a group of women who can relate and say you know i'm dealing with the same thing it's so much easier to solve your problems when you know that other people are dealing with the same problems and you're all in this together and that's where you get your support that's really good because you like you said you're you're it's almost like you have built-in cheerleaders because you can't count on having support from your family and you 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 obviously can't count on having it from from anyone you you really should have you support yourself and then you have your cheerleaders that yeah. you, 
that you know are going to support you because they're going through the exact same thing. I love that about your program. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. really, really good. And, and you know, a lot of the women keep talking to each other even after the 21 days are over because they all like each other and they want to keep, you know, that community up. Absolutely. That is so good. I, I really, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because when you get a tribe, it's almost like you're part of something and uh -huh. you start identifying as someone either that only drinks once a week or doesn't drink at all. And once you identify that and you identify with a group, mm -hmm. then you are so much more likely to be successful. Yes. I, I love that about your program and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for everyone to take a look at it. I think you just had one start up, but I know you, how, how often do you do these? Well, I do have one starting this Monday on March 15th. Okay. And then the one after that will be April 5th. It's usually the first Monday of every month, but we're doing March Madness and having two. <laughs> okay, you're going out on a limb. That's awesome. That's yeah. we need it right now with everything coming off. I I feel like we're coming off of COVID. Do you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I, and I we're can, like, what do we do now? <laughs> I, I was, you know, this is so funny to me. I was at the gym this morning and I, I was working out and I was wearing my mask while while I was working out. And I thought, you know, it's coming up so soon. I can feel it that we're not going to have to wear masks anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm, I, I even said to myself, is that going to be weird? Yeah, I bet I it, think it is. And I'm, and I'm kind of like, I do not like the idea of the whole mask thing. I don't want to wear it. Right. I don't feel like I should have to, but, um, but I, I, even me, I was kind of like, oh my goodness, am, am I going to be weird? So, yes, I wonder if we're going to be more paranoid about germs. Now. Well, you know, I have, um, I did an interview that will be coming out in a couple of weeks and that is definitely a problem for a lot of people that we're going to, you know, it's going to be like, we're going to have to toe, 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 toe step it in because there's going to be some fear there. Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. people may be needing your program even more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So how do we find you online, Madeira? Yeah. My website is www.sobersavvytribe.com and it's S-O-B-E-R-S-A-V-V-Y tribe, T-R-I-B-E. I know sometimes people are like, how do you spell savvy? <laughs> yes, I know. That's, and that is not one of the words that's easy to spell. So, right. so, so S-O-B-E-R-S-A-V-V-Y-T-R-I-B-E.com. Yes. Yes. Savvy Tribe. All right, Madeira. And that is the 21 day program. And I, I encourage you, if you're looking or you're kind of thinking you might have a little problem, just go take a look at the program because it actually is, it's very um, inexpensive. And I think you get so much more for your mm -hmm. money in that program. From what I was reading, it sounded really great. So in, we get your expertise as well. We also get your, you know, a little bit of coaching from you as well, which is Right. Uh, pretty exciting. So I, I thank you for putting together this tribe because I think a lot of people are needing it. And um, that's that's what this is all about is finding finding things that make us better, mm -hmm. and making a world a better place. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Madeira. It's been so nice. And I'll put this in the show notes 
so that everyone will have the website. And then if they want to contact you directly, do you have an email? Yes, Madeira at SoberSavvyTribe.com. So it's M-A-D-E-R-A. That's my first name. Okay. At SoberSavvyTribe.com. Right. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So everyone will have that. Great. All right. Well, this has been fun and I've enjoyed it very much. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on my podcast. Thank you. I've enjoyed it too. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.